welcome to the Unfair Podcast. Hello and welcome to the OnFit podcast, a weekly discussion on key trends in investment and economic policy from some of the world's leading commentators. I'm Emma McGarthy, head of OnFit Sustainable Policy Institute, and today I'm joined by Banco de España's Deputy Governor, Margarita Gallego, to discuss policy and initiatives in the financial sector to drive gender equality and the outcomes and returns and financial stability. So welcome, Margarita, and thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure for me to be here as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So just to, just to jump in then, um, there's a significant amount of evidence that increasing women's access to finance and including women in the leadership of financial institutions has positive outcomes on financial stability. Um, so can you talk me through that a little bit and the role that central banks should be playing in, in driving gender inclusion um, and access to finance for women? Well, thank you for this very important question for, for the central bankers, indeed. Uh, okay, the, the mission of a central bank, and, and of course the mission of uh, Banco de España, is to support, of course, uh, um, a stable economic growth. Um, to this end, um, I mean, central banks in Europe, of course, I mean, in, in, in Western economies, um, pursues both price, price stability and financial system stability, as you, as you, as you mentioned. And through uh, its analysis, uh, tries to contribute uh, towards any kind of further economic policy making. And here, probably, uh, and within our values and our vision, um, we really try to embed our, let's say, diversity and inclusion statement. I mean, we are, I mean, so to speak, at the service of a plural society in which Banco de España uh, really wishes to be a reflection, encouraging equal opportunities and promoting diversity and inclusion. Indeed, we have committed uh, uh, within the euro system to, to a set of shared principles which should guide us as we take advantage of the diversity of our teams and increase the inclusiveness of our culture to really improve our performance for society. Of course, I mean, these are very ample words, very big words and very generic words. So why is gender inclusion important for central banks? As I said, it is important for us to have diverse thoughts and in this more than ever challenging and evolving environment. We need all people, all people, all kinds of people around the table to help us dealing with this complex situation and with all the challenges. On the other hand, additionally, I think central banks need to be leaders on this. We must be a mirror for society. Um, we serve the society and particularly we need to be a kind of an example for the financial sector. As a matter of fact, we've seen over the last 10 years, not only in society, but also internally in Banco de España, we've seen a clear trend um, where women now are predominant in staff, in numbers, right? So in the composition of our workforce already since 2019, I mean, there is majority, above 50%. It's likely, honestly, but above, above 50%. So 
I think we are, we are really, I mean, um, proud of that. But of course, we need to go deeper <laughs> and really deep dive uh, on what this number means. We should decompose this figure and, of course, I mean, go by subject matter, economics, macroeconomics, finance, uh, markets, supervision, or let's say administrative and, and supporting functions, because the differences are important, I would say. Uh, and of course, in terms of uh, managerial roles uh, as well. So yet there is still a lot of work to be done. We, women cover less than 40% of the managerial positions. And in some parts of the bank, I mean, it is um, below uh, this figure. So it is a priority for us uh, to balance the number of managerial positions in, in, in terms of gender. We have started with gender diversity, but of course we have in the pipeline other, other topics. Uh, but uh, first of all, as uh, central bankers, as we are central bankers, we would like to really go deeper into the figures and try to find out the reason of this misbalance. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it would be fantastic to go into kind of how we how we can bridge that gap. But I think, first of all, it would be really interesting to hear what these principles are um, that you were referring to and perhaps the work that the Banca de España especially is doing to kind of drive stronger equality. So the kind of initiatives and policies that, that Banca de España is, is working on to, yeah, to help kind of bridge that gap and, and to kind of move that percentage uh, more positively towards towards women. <laughs> well, yes, we have already yeah, taken different initiatives, of course. I mean, let me just uh, phrase them in, into four uh, big blocks or big uh, elements. Um, first of all, we would like to go deeper into our data analysis. We have um, a bunch of, let's say, uh, data scientists and also researchers in our uh, research department. And we, we are now working on a kind of a, an, 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 a research analysis, as I said, uh, of the current situation. As a result of that, um, the first outcome that uh, appears to be uh, proven is that women tend to apply uh, to management position to a lesser extent. Now we need to really understand the root causes of, of that. Uh, so we need to assess the reasons behind that. We have also set some uh, key performance indicators, KPIs uh, for managers, and we have also performed some surveys related to gender equality to, to, to try to understand better why women within the bank uh, apply uh, in less proportion to, uh, to managerial uh, upper and managerial positions. There are probably different elements in there. But secondly, uh, we have ensured also the basics. Uh, this includes the implementation of work-life uh, balance measures uh, that might encourage women to apply for managerial positions. Um, we are aware that this is usually uh, one of the key elements that women consider when applying uh, to these uh, uh, positions. I can't say proudly the actions I mean, uh, taken by Banco de España here 
because we've been also, we've gone beyond what the government sets for, I mean, trying to balance the work life in a proper way. And, and we have seen, and I think this is very good to really uh, highlight, we have seen also men applying for certain work life tools, right? And this is very good because we need to uh, involve men in all these aspects. So I think this is something that we can be proud of. So uh, additionally, we have granted parity recruiting panels. And of course, we use inclusive uh, language in our vacancy notices. Uh, what is more relevant is that we have just recently implemented a specific equality plan with 23 uh, specific measures. These measures uh, covers, uh, cover different aspects, communication, training, um, data gathering, uh, these new work-life uh, uh, balance measures. So uh, I think we, this is a major step forward as well. Thirdly, we try to raise, and I think we have done it, we have uh, um, raised awareness uh, about gender diversity within the organization. We have implemented a group of uh, diversity ambassadors among managers of a representative um, set of departments of the bank. So, and most of them or part of them are men as well. Uh, so I think, uh, again, uh, we need to uh, involve them um, there. So this kind of accountability, to place accountability on all senior managers, I think this is really important in all organizations and in, in especially in big organizations like this one. And finally, I mean, last but not least, we have launched and implemented a kind of a program, a leadership program to coach and track the progress of high potential female. So this is really important for us. This is the second year of the program. I'm the sponsor and the feedback received, it's really, really positive. So I think we can be proud of that um, uh, as well. So, I mean, offering flexible work, uh, work-life uh, uh, balance options. Uh, this recently launched a uh, program uh, to target, coach, and track the progress of the very talented women. Placing accountability for senior managers and also promoting inclusion practices and performance across the institution, I think, are the, the four big pillars that we are working on. Hey, fantastic. And I, I really like the point of including men and, and driving accountability for men and all of this as well. I, I completely agree. I think that is incredibly, incredibly important. Um, and no, fantastic initiatives being taken. Really, really, really great to hear how positive the reception has been uh, as well. That, that's lovely. Um, so just going back to the point that you said of central banks kind of being a, a service for society, being a little bit of a reflection, what impact do you think uh, all of this can have on the wider financial sector in terms of their, their um, diversity initiatives um, as well and them driving kind of stronger gender equality practices within, within their own organisations? Okay, maybe, maybe we can distinguish um, two dimensions. Uh, uh, first of all is, I mean, the, the broader question, uh, what, what does parity or diversity bring to decision making? Of course, I mean, uh, more broadly in terms of organizations, uh, corporates, institutions, and also 
um, the, the industry, I mean, the, the financial industry. From the more organizational point of view and maybe focusing on what central banks uh, do, I think more diversity in central banks is key for success. Uh, um, uh, I mean, for the success of its mission, as I said at the very beginning of this uh, conversation, and in a better communication with the financial system. So I think um, this is also key for a better communication with the financial system and the financial industry. I think, first of all, on the one hand, on the, let's say, the policy side and the society side, uh, by uh, making sure policymakers reflect diversity uh, of the population we serve, I think we are, I mean, serving better to society, but also on the, let's say, our role of regulation and supervision of the financial sector, I mean, this brings, brings us and gives us uh, more credibility, in my view, more trust through applying best practices and being leaders to financial institutions. I think we can serve as leaders for the banking industry and also we can be, let's say, good examples and, 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 and to the financial sector. So both sides are really important. Yes, uh, yeah, on the first side, of course, uh, uh, we must, uh, we have um, a, a role to play here. We must reflect uh, what we expect for the society and the financial sector. I mean, it is important that not only public institutions, but also the main financial institutions uh, serve as leaders of this change in, in society. So we need to really work on both uh, on both sides. Of course, I mean, for from the more global point of view and more general point of view, having different views, different perspectives. Of course, this diverse, let's say, framework uh, provides us with more tools to be successful in this complex work. Indeed, I mean, there are some research on that. Um, for example, I mean, it is said and proved uh, that uh, teams uh, and companies that are more diverse uh, in terms of composition are 70% more likely to capture a new market than firms that are not diverse. So clearly it fosters creativity, innovation, and, and I think both are key elements in this complex environment uh, where we are living. Yeah, I think you uh, you just touched upon my, my next question actually, um, which is how kind of bringing in stronger gender diversity drives better returns for uh, investors. So I think you, you just gave a very strong point already in terms of the innovation, but is is there anything else to to add to that in terms of kind of how having stronger, yeah, to be more representation diversity can, can drive that return? Uh, well, yes. Uh, well, uh, maybe just to say that um, it's not only a question of innovation, creativity, but also maybe problem solving and, and, and making the right decisions, right? So I think we need diverse, for example, I mean, in terms of governance of the financial institutions and more broadly in terms of governance of big corporations, um, probably we will need, uh, as a best practice, a diverse board uh, with a wide range of expertise, not only gender, different backgrounds, experiences, and perspective. So gender parity and gender um, and diversity is another input to reach um, those needs. I'm sure that this ultimately will turn out in better results uh, for, for, for investors. But uh, I think everything is related 
And we as supervisors and, and, and in terms of governance, we always require banks to have diverse um, boards, not only in terms of gender, but even more precisely in terms of backgrounds, experience and, and knowledge. Yeah, excellent. Um, and again, maybe elaborating on this and appreciate you probably touched upon this enough already, but how can having women in leadership positions drive stronger financial stability? Obviously, that's kind of the core mandate of a, of a central bank. Um, how can having more women kind of ensure that stronger stability and, and drive positive economic uh, impact as well? Well, of course, uh, I've I think I've mentioned already, um, diverse teams uh, lead to better decisions because of the variety and, and the widespread uh, points of view. And of course, this is precisely even more important nowadays in this challenging environment and, and, and changing environment we are living with. Um, and as, as I said, better decisions trigger, um, of course, better results. And this is the cornerstone of of, of for a sound and robust financial sector. Also, I mean, the, the proper balances uh, within the board uh, can be really drilled, drilled down into uh, the different layers of the organization. So for us, as supervisors and, and, and regulators, it, this is crucial, I mean, uh, uh, clearly. Um, for the financial sector and, the, and for the uh, financial stability more broadly, um, I really believe that uh, financial institutions need to be sustainable and they will need to really assess whether their business model uh, is sustainable, not only in terms of um, uh, sustainability as we now understand ESG, but also uh, sustainable from an economic point of view for the future, right? So. We are now, um, uh, let's say, witnessing changes in terms of technology, changes in, in, in terms of consumer uh, preferences, uh, changes in terms of newcomers, new competitors, um, different uh, ways of interacting with, with the clients. Not to mention, this is, I would say, the front end or the final um, value change of the financial sector. But I mean, not to mention the back end, which is really relevant. So this, in my view, will require a, a very deep analysis of the strategies and the different factors that uh, converge now in this complex financial landscape. So in my view, diverse leaders, without any doubt, are better prepared to assess the context, to really lead the, the organization to, uh, and to be able to make sure that we are in a more stable financial sector. And, and we provide, I mean, we, as, as financial sector, we provide a stable growth uh, for, for, the, for the economy. Um, so I think this is crucial in terms of, as I said, backgrounds, skills, and, and different knowledges, but also in terms of diverse points of view. I mean, women can bring into this cocktail, to this uh, discussion, um, a different role and a different view, and they can probably act as uh, counterbalances for for the for the general strategy of a specific institution. Uh, and I think they can bring they can bring a lot of uh, common sense and a different perspective. 
Yeah, no, I I completely uh, completely agree. I, I think obviously today we've been talking a lot about kind of the the need for uh, increased leadership uh, in representation or representation in in leadership. And um, we've also highlighted, or you've also highlighted that there there is a still a big gap that that needs to be filled. So, what kind of investment is needed to to fill that gap uh, and to kind of achieve the kind of more equal leadership uh, that that we require to to instigate all of this. Well, this is a very difficult question in my view because uh, there is no a single uh, answer uh, to that. Maybe the proper way to address this question is to try to find out uh, a, a set of measure uh, measures uh, from I mean, uh, including different dimensions. Um, maybe I can think of first of all of having. Uh, female references. The role models are really important, uh, and I think it is really uh, important for women um, that are willing uh, to bet for themselves uh, and for their careers and their career path. Um, I mean, I can think of some names uh, uh, from uh, Madame Lagarde uh, to Kristalina Georgieva, Anna Botin. Uh, they are extraordinary examples i think uh, for the rest of the women and they i mean and this is an example for them to really feel them comfortable and confident that they can really step up in the ladder and and improve their career development so i think women shouldn't be afraid uh, in stepping uh, and taking responsibilities so this is one point Obviously, my second point is that this doesn't come without any cost. We need women with a huge commitment and a strong commitment. Um, but I think it is definitely uh, worth, uh, worth, uh, worth it. So what measures we can count on? First of all, attracting a female talent. Secondly, maybe working, as I said, in, in, in Banco de España, working on the internal uh, pipelines. And not to forget, um, within each organization, there is a need, as I mentioned as well, of increasing accountability commitment. Uh, so those uh, elements, together with this work-life balance, I think uh, are probably the elements that we need to put into the, the cocktail. So first of all, encouraging suitable female for applications. Secondly, I mean, through mentoring programs and leadership programs. Thirdly, through these diversity ambassadors, as we've uh, already set up here. And finally, of course, I mean, flexibility in terms of um, during some periods of your life uh, for, I mean, from teleworking facilities, which is now, uh, uh, let's say, something that we are all apply uh, for uh, from part-time or, or other kind of uh, more flexible uh, type of work. But of course, all the, the combination of factors should be really factored in the organizations, uh, prepare a holistic uh, and global uh, strategy, and really try to track and understand what is the result of, of each of the strategies and try to assess and, and, and amend it if need be. We need to be really motivate uh, women that are really well prepared for managerial um, uh, positions. And here, at least in Banco de España, is one of the 
elements that we are um, taking care of. No, fantastic. Yeah, I think you touched upon certainly something that uh, that the that OMFIF um, and our gender balance index report is, is really focusing on uh, this year. So what we really want to look at is kind of how we can break through the glass ceiling. So what we often see is that up until senior level management positions, there is relative equality between the men and the women. But this obviously drops off as women kind of start to take career breaks. We all know why women start to have babies, families start to develop. Um, so what steps do you think are needed lower down the chain to kind of help facilitate that development of leadership at the top, factoring in things like that? What what kind of structures, policies do we need? And second question, um, in terms of attracting uh, that, that female talent, what policies do we have? Or, or kind of can you give me examples of kind of how uh, how we're working to attract and, and retain that, that strong female talent uh, that we see as well? Well, this is the, the other, I mean, very difficult question to, to answer, of course. Um, I would say that, I mean, to start with, I mean, we need to really investigate what are the root causes. I mean, of course, I mean, there are preferences uh, for women, uh, social roles that we cannot, um, of course, brush off because it is really difficult. And also there are expectations uh, to manage from both, I mean, uh, male and female and, and very talented people. I mean, we are always, I mean, internally in the central banks, we usually deal with really expert uh, profiles, uh, really technical profiles. And sometimes it's very difficult to manage expectations. So beyond, I mean, the measures that I described in, in your earlier question, I think uh, we need to really understand better what is going on and what are the root causes uh, within a, a, a given organization. So why are women less confident? If this is the, the, the case and the answer, I mean, and the, the reasons and the answer is yes, they are less confident, we will need to really attach some measures uh, to remediate um, this uh, um, uh, deficiency. Um, uh, is this happening across the, the organization? As I said, because I can I can testify that this happens internally in Banco de España. This is different uh, across business areas. So they might have, they might be base uh, uh, basic uh, reasons. I don't know because I mean in that area, less women are entering or joining, or there is less confidence or the, there are some roles that are more, I don't know, man type of, which I really doubt it, but anyway. So we need to go further and investigate the reasons why this is happening. Um, there are also some qualitative reasons, I mean, in terms of, um, I mean, social roles. Uh, as I said, um, there are expectations from society that women usually take, uh, take on, um, I mean, uh, home duties, um, and, and of course, we have improved a lot and we have uh, already uh, reached um, a more equal uh, role in society, but maybe we are not too, totally and fully there yet. But anyway, so there are the environment is also uh, important, the internal situation and the internal, uh, let's say, steps taken uh, within the organization. So, first of all, uh, it is important for women to acknowledge that reaching senior positions requires a strong commitment, as I said. 
But at the same time, uh, the society and also the, the company should really create um, the environment and the, the balance uh, between personal and work uh, lives. Secondly, many women are uh, currently leaders and they are now serving as uh, aspirational roles and in inspirational examples. Um, I think uh, we also need uh, men to get directly involved in the initiatives and include them in all the conversations. Um, but above all, all and above anything, I really encourage women to really um, take up and pursue their wishes and their dreams. And I think now we are really setting uh, the right foundations to really improve the, the percentage of, of women in, in leadership uh, positions. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Margarita. Um, I think we've obviously taken up a, a lot of your time already and really appreciate you uh, you joining us today. Um, is, there, is there anything that you would like our listeners to, to take away with them um, following this discussion? Any kind of key things that you would like to share as a as, as final thought? Well, I think that maybe reflecting on my own career, I think uh, I can only say that I, I I didn't see myself as being, let's say, put apart or put aside from any kind of um, leadership role. So I can I can say that uh, I did I don't feel that I've been neglected. So maybe it is a question of um, luck, uh, but uh, I feel uh, very comfortable with my career. And I think that anyone can really step up in in the ladder in the ladder. So. I think that uh, um, there is no real strategy, personal strategy, only one. It's a kind of a combination of dimensions. And also you need to apply, let's say, your psychology or emotional intelligence uh, to each situation. Um, I think that um, if you see some bad behavior, it is good for you to uh, speak up and escalate and also feel free to share all your thoughts. Thank you, Margarita. And I, I'm sure it wasn't just luck <laughs> that, uh, that got you to the position that you're in. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Um, and thank you uh, to our listeners. You can subscribe to this and all other on podcasts on our channel on Spotify and iTunes. And thank you again, Margarita. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the on podcast.